You're listening to the Captain Groomer Podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to podcast episode nine. Yeah. We're on nine. Mm-hmm. Dang. Episode nine. Yeah. Episode nine. We're joined here with the ever beautiful Lauren Bruin, as always. And tonight's guest is the one and only future Michael Bay, Ryan Reese. Thank you very much. <laughs> Dude, so stoked that we could finally make this happen. I know. Yeah, sorry about yesterday. We were going to do it yesterday, but uh, um, I, got, I got a little tied up with work. Dude, you're always working. I know. You film everywhere and everything. Every day. And don't you do, like, do you do tip to tail? So pre-production, film, post-production, like you do all of it? Yeah, our team does everything. Yeah. And so when did... How did you get into that? Um, well, I made my first video in 1999. Are you serious? I was 12 years old. That's amazing. <laughs> no yeah. way. Yeah, so I uh, I started with, with a good friend of mine, Daniel Soderberg. Mm-hmm. And uh, his dad owned a, a company called Zipper Interactive. And they made uh, video games for PlayStation like like MechWarrior and SOCOM. You've heard of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah very SOCOM. So it was a successful company. So he had... Um, his dad just supported what Danny and I were doing. Uh, so he, he would get us a camera or buy, you know, buy a, a fast computer mm-hmm. at, at that time. So we, we were really, really fortunate to have access to, to the right equipment. So we started making skateboard videos cause we were like super into skating. Mm. Uh, no way. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I, I had, could never see. <laughs> oh, my hair was like down to here. What? I was a punk. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I could never see that. I was a little shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure you grew, you're kind of tall. So just thinking of you skateboarding, you know, now you're that clean cut director, just sharp, making it happen. But I was that not point. that back then. I've come a long ways. Um, but it was, it was through skateboarding and, and uh, the skateboard video kind of scene mm-hmm. that we, we uh, got our first, we got noticed because we, by the time we were 15, we were having premieres for our skateboard what? videos. That's what? awesome. In Redmond. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, looking back, it was kind of cool. There was like, you know, 50 people there to see to see one of our premieres. And one of the one of the guys was a um he was with Burton Snowboard Company and saw our work and hired wow. us. Uh, and it was it was I remember talking to him afterwards and getting a call from him a month later, getting the job. And we were like 15. <laughs> and it was from that moment on that I was like, okay, I'm going to quit skateboarding. And this is, this is what I'm going to focus on. Um, and I, I had way more fun making the videos than I did skateboarding. I mean, I was, I was okay at skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, never competed or anything, but good enough to be in a video. And we put together, like the videos we made were, were, were pretty good. We used the same, were newer cameras than, mm-hmm. that the pros were using, all the same stuff. Wow! And um, uh, it was it was yeah. Once I got that job, I um, my dad loaned me loaned me twenty five hundred bucks to buy a Sony VX twenty one hundred, which is like that was like. Oh, the, I remember that camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Danny was had the two thousand camera. <laughs> so yeah, once I got that job, then then I, I got a little more serious about it. So then I bought I bought my camera and paid my dad back over. It took me like two years or something to pay him back, just mowing lawns or doing yeah. doing whatever I had yeah. to do, you know. And um, uh, and then just that was just my focus from there uh, was was just video. I had a couple good internships. Um, went to I studied uh, video at Lake Washington Tech mm-hmm. here in Kirkland. Yeah, and 
um, got a job running a video team for a, uh, a company at Woodenville that imported these really expensive French stoves, like $20,000 stoves, $30,000 stoves. Yeah. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. So I did all their, <laughs> did all their video marketing for a long time. And then uh, slowly cool. started doing stuff on the weekends mm, and slowly okay. got busier and busier doing my own stuff. And, um, uh, I had some, some deviations here and there where I worked for a couple other people in, in between, but I, I, for the most part ran their video team for about seven years. And I learned a lot. I learned the, the guy that ran that owned that company, I shared an office with the CEO. So I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about, um, how to handle certain calls. Like this guy was mm -hmm. notorious for having a really upset client, like furious. So I got a lemon. My product is a lemon. This, you guys are the worst ever. And, uh, they'd hop on the phone with him and he would like, after 10 minutes, he'd turn them around and they'd be like their number one fan. And wow. he just did that over and over and over again. So I, I learned how to deal with, um, client conflict and, and, um, just always doing the right thing. So I learned a lot of, a lot of skills from him and, um, uh, took a lot of those business skills and, and used them when building my own, my own business. So that's pretty sweet, dude. Yeah. That's a great way of, of learning. And you have, you know, quite the, the enterprise with Reese films. And so kind of take me down that path. Like why, why do you shoot what you shoot and what do you want to get into? How does it, how does one segue to the other? Well, I, uh, because of the stove stuff, I was shooting a lot of kitchens. You know, I was just in, or I was just around architecture all the time. We were, I was, went all over the country mm -hmm. and, uh, well, um, to the East coast and California and some other States, but, mm -hmm. uh, that, that kind of segued into some real estate stuff. And, and at the time, uh, there, there wasn't, there was no video in, in high-end real estate. There was, there was no one, no one was doing it. This is long before drones. Oh. So I had, uh, shot a video. My grandparents were selling their house and I was rolling through there. So I'm like, Oh, let me make a video of your house. It'll add to the pictures. Like, you know, you got to see the, the light sparkling off the water on the lake and you gotta, you know, you gotta get the, the sound of the, of the birds chirping and the fire crackling. And let me put that on the video. And someone uh, up here saw that uh, this the one of the top real estate agents and mm -hmm. um, hired but hired me to, to start shooting some stuff for him. And so on the weekends I would I would shoot for him. And slowly I I was making more money shooting for him on the weekends than I was um, working my day job. So I quit my day job. And <laughs> that's um, dope. <laughs> it it was tough. It was a rough start. I mean I went broke so many times. You know just up and down, slow patches, busy patches, but just stuck oh, yeah. with it you know, stuck with it. So, uh, and just, we just made a habit of just doing the right thing and just doing the best we could with what we had, um, no matter what. So, uh, if we were there, we would give it our all, or if I was there, I would give it my all. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, just slowly built a reputation for that and just got busier and busier and started hiring people. And, um, now I just, I work myself, but there's just too much work. Yeah. You are like busy 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah, in the uh, spring and summertime, I'm working. I, I leave the house at nine, and uh, you know the sun doesn't set until super late. So I'm not getting home until midnight. Oh my god! Every day, Monday through Friday. People, How do you do that? <laughs> like what? <laughs> you get like this momentum yeah. when you're working 
14 hour days back to back to back to back, mm -hmm. you get momentum. Yeah. And uh, when you're also around good people, like we have a really good team and, and really good clients, um, you just, you feed off of each other. Mm -hmm. That's how you're able to do it. Um, and you just have to eat when you can. And you know, I've lost like 40 pounds of muscle. Oh, I used to I'm be like... in the bodybuilding. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It, not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Not healthy. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it's, it's tough to make time for health and stuff yeah. when you're working like that. I get so that. I, um, but yeah, it's like every day. Mm-hmm. And the weekends too. It's like people people don't understand what like fourteen hour, fifteen hour days are like. Yeah, dude. On the reg, on the reg. But then when you get into the fall and you get a few, you, know, you get a week of cloudy days, and then you get kind of backed up, and then you have a long day. It's hard. Like just a random fourteen hour day out of nowhere is tough. Yeah. Uh, but when you're in it in the spring and summertime, it's um. You're flowing. You're flowing, and yeah. it's just it's the same thing on like a. On a. You know, if you're shooting a, a TV show or 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 a commercial or or whatever, when you're if it's a multi-week thing, yeah, you get you get momentum, and like um, you know, a a good a production team on like the first assistant director will build the schedule and they'll they'll ramp up to that, mm -hmm. and then ramp off of it afterwards. So it's it's pretty well known that I mean, once you get that momentum, you you can carry it and sustain it for a long time. So that's how I that's how I was able to to do that whether or not i continue to do that to do that i don't know <laughs> yeah how much longer and then bring other things into the picture yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah you start sacking stuff up whether it's like you know you're building building your family or you're traveling all over the place and mm -hmm. you know like one of the one of the reasons why i said in the beginning introducing you as like the future michael bay is i kind of see ryan as like the next Michael Bay, like you're, you've got your plane, you are flying from Italy to Brazil to Antarctica or whatever. <laughs> and you have your team set placed when the time, by the time you get there, it's time to shoot, get it done. And then you move on to the next. And then you have a block that you're just like, nobody talked to me. I'm gone in the mountains. Sounds, like, sounds like Michael. Yeah. You know, you know, that's what he does. Yeah. And so just like, the level that you bring because of what you were talking about, like being the best, you have the best gear, you aim for perfection, like every time and crossing all those T's, you know? Um, so that's, that's kind of why, why, and you love explosions. Like you love explosions, anything. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, there's a lot that I like about Michael. Um, uh, I, I, I've seen, I've not met him, uh, but I know people that have worked with him and, uh, I've seen a lot of, not a whole lot because there's not a whole lot of behind the behind the scenes stuff on with him and on him. But I, I, I do respect the way that he works. And there's some of myself that I see in, in the way that he operates, you know, yeah. I mean, he, he is his own person and I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm very different. Um, but there, yeah. there's a lot that, that I do like about Michael, you know, yeah, I'd love to just not work for a year and shadow someone like Michael or Ridley, mm -hmm. um, and just, and then, then take it in my own direction after that. I yeah. feel like I would learn a lot, but yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I have to do it the hard way. You don't know that. <laughs> maybe, maybe I, 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 I mean, anything's possible, right? Yeah, it's really possible. You never know. No, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it the hard way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's Ryan Reese way. Yeah, <laughs> put a stamp on it as hard as humanly possible. <laughs> Dude, well, you have quite the, quite the legendary um, lineage. You know, you're like you do your own thing. Like you are a premier filmographer, like cinematographer, your dad and your parents are like big time real estate people. Mm -hmm. They're known 
in this area and like kind of throughout, at least I feel like the West Coast. But then one thing that I kind of wanted to touch on with the aviation side is your family has a plane. Your dad has, has a plane and it was the plane that your grandpa created and uh, kind of bringing the two and two together is, uh, what was the film? American made. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you knew it. Your grandpa created the Aerostar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he was on the, yeah, the Aerostar was made by, um, Ted Smith, Ted, Ted Smith, airline air, airways or something like that mm-hmm. uh, something something like that and uh, he was uh, like one of 12 engineers that, that built it but he claims that he he I, th- I think he told me he had designed all the engine cooling and stuff but i i other people have said he did a lot more like my dad said he basically designed the whole thing so i don't know where i don't i don't know <laughs> it's exactly one of those family what, boosts yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly where where the truth is on that but yeah he was on he was on that he was on that team i i, I I should just ask him. Yeah. Just be like, dude, how? Yeah. What was it? Because that airplane is really cool. It is it's, dope. It's really cool. It's really fast. Wow. You know, why it's, it's why got, is why is your plane N number triple one one one? N one one triple one or N five ones. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny because when you're when you're flying into airports with it, the <laughs> sometimes the the Air traffic will be like N one 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 one, or they'll just say N whole lot of ones. <laughs> uh, so pe- people people um, recognize that that tail number, and it's pretty fun. It's it's just funny. I don't, and yeah. and uh, my dad, the pilot, makes makes a joke about it. Um, he, but yeah, it's usually N one one triple one. This is the short way to say it. Okay, uh, and we got that number from the original the original uh owner oh okay yeah he got that he got that that number and that number um i guess there's people all over the world that when they're running a test flight or they're just doing something on on uh experimental aircraft and they don't have a tail number they'll just type in n11111 so we were uh we we were in this i was i did this shoot in sacramento about Mm -hmm. three weeks ago and we took the plane down there and we used the plane because uh we have a lot of equipment, a lot of very expensive equipment, and we don't, and we book like just enough time, a little more than enough time for what we need on the shoot. But if there's any delays, then we're we're set back. So a delay right. could be like if we flew commercial and we have like there's just there's so many bags, just like twenty bags, mm-hmm. and they're all Jeez. very expensive <laughs> with the equipment and the drone and the drone remote bag and the battery bag and the my bag and the it, I usually fly with a photographer, so they have their own stuff. And it's, it's just a mess. And if you land somewhere and one of your bags is gone, then mm-hmm. you're, then the shoot's not happening. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. now you just wasted all this time. So we, we use the plane and it's like, it's, it's not that expensive. Um, we just charge it to the client, but, um, we, uh, so we were down in, in, in Sacramento, um, I was leaving and we were fueling up the plane. I was inside, I think like paying for something on, in the FBO mm-hmm. and, uh, the, the gal at the front was like, what was, so you were down in Argentina last week? I'm like, what? She goes, oh yeah, you're playing. I can see your flight thing. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> that must have been someone just punched in and one, 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 one. So, oh, but no. it is funny because they, they see that plane flying and they, I mean, 
most people probably don't ask, but they see it on they see it on flight aware or whatever they're looking yeah. at on the records to see where we came from. You know, it's like, no, we were not in Argentina this morning. <laughs> Smuggling yeah. stuff. Dude, that's like I have I have someone who asked me to move product over on the boats? No, with the with aircraft. And they're like, Hey, can you can you move this product for me? Whatever. I'm like, go watch American Made. Then ask me that question again. Yeah. Every time. Well, because once once you do it once, once you move it for them, then then they own you. Yeah. Mm. My dad was offered. Uh, we used to have a two ten Cessna two ten. Uh huh. It's like a it's like a one eighty, but it's a little bit bigger. Um, it doesn't have the struts on it. It's a top wing aircraft without mm. the struts. They're like the wings are a little shorter and it's fast. It's, mm. it's like a. Um, it's a it's a tough plane to fly, but. I. Uh, he had that plane and that plane has pretty good range and it's fast. So he was approached one time and someone offered him $300,000 to fly to Florida with the plane, uh, pick up some guy and 12 briefcases and then fly all the way back. You'd have to stop maybe, I don't know how many times you'd have to That's stop. That's a million plane. stops with that plane. You'd have to fly all the way back and, schedule. and, mm-hmm. uh, land at Renton. Uh, after after the after hours when the towers closed mm-hmm. and someone would come pick the man up and then you leave. But and I would assume maybe that three hundred. I don't know if they that three hundred thousand was uh, including fuel or, but you know, yeah, <laughs> he thought about it. <laughs> but then he realized, How you know, he, not? <laughs> he had a family, you know, yeah, yeah. and um, he just knew that like once once they once you do that, then they own you. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. You can't start. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this it gets so bad. Yeah. And it's like every time someone finds out, oh, you're a pilot? Like, can you pull this for me? Like, no. No. It's federal. Yeah. No, you don't <laughs> want to do that. No. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's just... Just, <laughs> just make money the right way. It's not worth it because, it, you, A, you don't, wanna, you don't want someone to own you. And, oh, uh, yeah. B, uh, you know, I want to do things the right way. And I don't want to end up in bar, behind bars. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea that they would actually, they could own you. That's this is the first time I've actually heard that. Well, think about it, because yeah, then, I mean, then they sense. want you to do it again. Yeah. Now and but now and now you know who they are. Right. Yeah. And in my brain, I'm like, no, the first time you'll, you'll get away with it. You know, <laughs> and it's like you're gonna get caught. Maybe once. Eventually. Yeah, but like and now, it, I mean, it, other side of the yeah. And what if you know? What if the FBI's got eyes on him? Mm-hmm. You know what? What if oh, my what if my dad flew into Florida and then then the moment they they you know they put the drugs in the plane? You know, oh yeah. They popped yeah. him. Oh yeah, you know, instantly. Yeah, it would have yeah. you know messed up my life growing oh, yeah. up without a dad. That would yeah, that would have been terrible. Yeah, yeah. It just that so don't do it. No, <laughs> trust me, I'm not. <laughs> he's he's smart. Yeah, yeah. I actually use my brain for. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm producing YouTube stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but the Aerostar's cool. It's um, it's a cool plane. So it's uh, Tom Cruise made it iconic. You know. Um, oh so yeah. We, we we love that when that when that movie came out. But I don't think Barry Seal actually used Barry Seal the character that he that Tom Cruise portrayed in American Made was this drug smuggler for Pablo Escobar. Mm. Um, but in the movie they made it look like he was flying an Aerostar. But I, I think he was flying a, something bigger, maybe a King Air or something. No, yeah, it was definitely like a King Air. I read through quite a bit of his like actual story, and even the wife, his um his wife in the film. She's blonde in real life. She's brunette. Um, and obviously the, I forget who directed it with Tom. Um, I think it's like Tony Scott or something. Not Tony. Um, Tony's dead. Yeah. Tony's dead. Um, 
R.I.P. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Tony. Yeah. We miss you. Yeah, Tony. Dude, there's there so many things I want to like touch on with yeah. this because <laughs> your film, I love movies and like just all of this. Um, but they were saying how Tom always wants to use his own stuff, like in the when he does the spiral in the in the A star for the last um, Mission Impossible. Yeah, and he uh, went to Bell. The Bell trained them themselves. They, like Euro Eurocopter, no, Eurocopter, Eurocopter, sorry, Eurocopter Texas, I think. And yeah, they personally trained Tom, like. That's his helicopter. Super cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, and it was his P 51 Mustang and Top Gun. That was, oh, that was the best. She still hasn't watched Ma- uh, Maverick. Oh my God. Don't call is me out still, like is that. Is it still in theaters? <laughs> is it, I think, is if, it, it still if it's not, I'm going to call someone up and put it back in there to watch. Well, I watched it in IMAX. And uh, by the way, that movie, like, we've been touching on my dad. Uh, <laughs> that we, I grew up on that movie because growing up, my dad went to flight school mm. and when we lived in California. And uh, I remember growing up watching that movie, and and I, I do remember my dad once, uh, with the VHS tape, recorded out Top Gun. It recorded out any scene that wasn't flying. So he had like he distilled the movie to just <laughs> Are the flying you scenes. <laughs> and we located uh, all these duplicated shots that they had used two and three times in the movie. No oh, way. Um, I do remember that, but I just grew up watching the movie. I mean. It just made me uh, maybe get a motorcycle. I got a crotch rocket for I was that was a big part of my twenties was like motorcycles and like beach volleyball and going to the gym and stuff. That movie literally set up your life. I it it, did, it definitely had an impact. I yeah, think. quite a um, bit. And uh, like sometimes in the gym, if I'm feeling a little like just demotivated i'll listen to like top gun music because it just it 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 inspires me to get back to the shape that i was in when i was 24 mm-hmm. when tom cruise was 24 when he did that movie so yeah that that soundtrack inspires me to be the best version of myself sometimes in the gym if i need a little a little, a little boost a little, little boost. kenny loggins yeah yeah <laughs> Coming in. um but going and seeing that movie with my dad and, and imax um I had this uh, BMW M3 and my favorite thing about it is the sound system. Like mm-hmm. it sounds so good. And I, um, I like your bucket seats. They're so the, fun. They just suck you in. And Ryan drives like Ryan's a race car driver through and through. And you just suck. You just get so stitched into that thing. It's the only way to drive. But Carly, yeah, I know you are too. <laughs> you think you race? She is a rally driver, dude. Like you've been a dirtfish. Not- no. You got to take her to Dirtfish. I know. Take oh, her I will. for a date. Take oh, Dirtfish? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what Dirtfish is? No. What oh, is? it's this really cool uh, uh, track in North Bend. Oh, okay. And they have these like super built WRXs that you can't break. What? And they teach you how to drive. And they like, they bring you up to speed. <laughs> and then by the end of it, you're driving like a madman mm-hmm. really fast on the dirt. And they teach you how to, how to, uh, how to kick the back end out, how to turn faster, how to slide, how to mm-hmm. and how to control all of it. And they, they have a method for teaching you exactly how to do it. Wow. That's awesome. Dirtfish. Dirtfish. Yeah. I know I, so my so a little bit. My brother worked at Dirtfish. He was actually the course um course designer, heavy machine operator out there. Um and so because he worked there, he got me the I think it was like half day pass or something. And so I got to train um in all the the disciplines with rally. And then that's one of the other things is like I would take my drone and go out and film stuff for mm-hmm. like their photo, put on their website and whatever. But you slide that car through trees at 90 miles an hour. 
<laughs> and you're just like, it's better be perfect or you're dead. You know? at, at that speed, the trees are going by like a like a picket fence. Wow. It's just a blur. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so fun. It's fun. Yeah. I think I got some license or whatever of rally racing. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'll definitely take you out there. Fun fun little quick story with Dirtfish. So they always have employee days out there. And so I would go out if they were filming like Bucky Lassick. And so the employees would bring their rally cars or rally cars. Um, we just had a Subaru Legacy. Whatever you can rally that thing. That thing is so fun, dude. So when they would, they have like cameras up or the guys are like kind of like resetting things. The 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 employees run around, and so my brother would bring the Subaru out, and they're like, "Mom car on course, mom car on course, (laughs) going hot." And so like my brother would drift in, everybody would jump into the car. Mom Subaru. No, this was his. His Subaru. This is I drove this thing up to Stevens Pass when I was working for like three years. I think Mm -hmm. there's always events. We did uh, GRC. The Red Bull GRC was out there one year, so we get to watch it. The sound that those cars make. What's a, not, what's a GRC? Uh, it's a Global Rallycross. So you take, uh, I think it's two stages of eight cars. Instead of a point-to-point rally, it's an actual like racetrack. So you got jumps. They have a Joker, which is like a split. You get to go a little bit quicker. You have to take it once, but you can only take it once. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives you an advantage um, to get ahead. And those cars... It's, it's strategy is when you take it's that. Very, mm-hmm. It's a very strategic mm-hmm. thing. You, you look up... Uh, Can't do it too soon. Yeah, Red Bull GRC. It's a lot of fun. But where we were, we're like the... It's like the VIP section. <coughs> so we're directly behind the start, start line. And when all those cars fire up, it's basically you weld your foot to the floor and you hold the hydraulic brake. And as soon as that light turns green, you let go. Mm-hmm. Imagine eight cars revving up and the distance that you're at. You can hear them going and it's just like it's louder and louder and louder and louder. And then they all go and it's deafening loud. I've walked past Ken Block. um, uh, Who is that one? There's some dude from Top Gear. I can't remember his name. He kind of looks like you too. Um, But he was like the drift, the stunt driver for Top or Tokyo Drift. Mm. Yeah. Reese, Reese Millen? No, um, I can't remember his name. He's very, very well known. Um, I'm just spacing on his name. But he was a, he's like a former the DE champion. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I forget his name. I'm, I, not I'm space. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but like, just take all of the big guys. Any anyone that's huge and just rally in general, like Travis Pastrana, like all these dudes, and you're just walking past them, like, hey, what up, dude? It's another day. Yeah. But yeah, rally. And so you've got that BMW M3, and you just rather the hell out of it yeah you yeah and i i just um i was in i've been in and out of go-kart leagues since i was for for a long long time and and um i do like that um the precision and like working towards consistency and putting together all the corners and putting together a good lap and and figuring it out you know i i I do i definitely do enjoy that for sure (laughs) well you can always improve 100 percent. yeah There's no such thing as a perfect lap, but, mm-hmm. but you can strive for it, you mm-hmm. know? And if you mess up one little thing, one, one little, if you mess up your entry into a corner, if you uh, get on the power just a hair too soon and you, you break traction, you slow down and then it, it, it could mess up the next three laps, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, but um, yeah, in the, in the, uh, in the BMW, um, 
I, I try to keep it low betaine, but I think I we we, we boosted it a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you boosted it quite a bit. It was it was fun. That's what it's for, you know. Yeah, I know, but you had that thing custom made. Yeah. What color is it? It is Portimao blue. Ooh, my brother has an M3, and it's blue. Yeah, he has. What your brother has the, I think, it's like the older, um, two door version mm. of what Ryan Ryan has the four door. Nice. And it is. It's a mean machine. It's so fun. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the the, the look of it, the mm-hmm. sound of it, like, Goals. just, yeah, you look <laughs> at this car and like, okay, this dude, like, you use your car. You know, like, idiots that buy, like, these really fancy fast cars or whatever, and they just go two miles. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, whatever. It's cool. It's like, you use your car. You know? I remember when I first picked you up, you're like, damn, you really are Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, because yeah. I always knew you. <laughs> you always had that Toyota, uh, the pickup truck. I still have it. I drove it here. I know, dude. Oh. That this is the work truck of the century. That thing, I think, has been used on more sets, more off-road trails. You're everywhere. Yeah. Like, you're not just filming stuff in the city, but, like, you are an outdoorsman. You yeah. go, like, way up into the mountains, and you use what you have. It is, it is function over fashion with a little bit of fashion. A little bit, but I, that I um I bought a Jeep Wrangler, and oh you did yeah, and uh, I bought it on Friday, and it's in California, oh. so they're sending it up. So that the Tacoma's, it's, it's I mean it's got two hundred fifty thousand miles on it. it it's, Damn, it's I've never really had a, I never had a problem with it, but it's it's just been such a good truck. Yeah, you know um I bought it new in two thousand eight, and mm. um. <laughs> 2008 was a good rig. 2008, yeah. yeah. We all no, have like 2008 cars. No, there, I I remember when I bought it, there was like this little check. It was like extra two dollars a month um, on my on my uh, car payment for like unemployment insurance, and I didn't check it. What? I freaking should have, because oh, no. uh, you know, shit hit the fan. Yeah. And I when I was working at that job, I, I um that I got la- the media department, the video team was like the first thing they cut so i i was out of a job and um and uh, it was it was definitely definitely pretty tough for a while i had to go to california for work oh i lived in fresno i I worked for this video team in fresno for like a year before i came back and i went back to work for that company okay but i really but there was i was definitely unemployed for like six months and and uh and my payment was five hundred dollars a month on that on that on that car back then back then wow that's good to know dude that's heavy yeah (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> interest rates are i mean back then they were pretty i think my interest rate was like six and a half percent on the truck mm. i would uh lease like this jeep i would lease it through my business because mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, 99 90 well not 99 90 of my driving is for work <laughs> and it's 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 for work yeah so i would i would lease it but the interest rates are so high it just doesn't make the lease doesn't make sense anymore so i bought mm. it okay uh, but the and the interest rate I got with the bank is like three and a half percent. So it, oh, it's really nice. That's really good. Actually, Bad. but it, it's different through little credit unions versus a big bank versus going through right. the dealership, mm-hmm. and then it's different with with the housing market. Uh, okay, you know, so like uh, the seven percent inter- interest rate on uh, say, um, say you buy a house for a million dollars at three percent interest, mm-hmm. you're paying four thousand dollars a month for your mortgage if you put the 20% down. Okay. Now at 7%, you're paying 5,500 bucks a month for that same house. 
thereabouts. That's so it's insane. roughly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're paying Stupid. a lot more, fifty five hundred to six thousand dollars a month. So you're paying it. You know, it it's increase it increases your your uh, your payments by oh, a yeah. lot. Interest totally. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren knows a lot more about the number stuff <laughs> on that side than I do. Well, it, you know, uh, I spent a lot of time in the real estate world, so I, I just, yeah, I'm just kind do. of around it, you know? <laughs> I'm just regurgitating whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you you really are. I mean, like, you have shot... There was one um, house that you shot uh, over here in Lake Washington. It sold in a day. It was like $9 million or that something. That is amazing. Like, That's nothing. Well, I what, know okay, now. What is the most expensive, but, like, thing that you've shot? I've shot multiple homes this year that were 80 million and above damn in washington what yeah. where well i want to say multiple i mean <laughs> two two homes that were 80 million this year alone oh my god 80 million 80 million yeah well one of them's overpriced by about 50 million dollars I, mean. I, I won't say where that one is <laughs> the other one is is a uh, is a cool property on the islands it's a lot of acreage wow um that one is definitely worth the cash wow and who's buying this i have no idea <laughs> You like you've worked with some like pretty big names, and what is what is one thing? Just kind of um, sidetracking with the whole like film world stuff. What is it like working in an environment that you have to constantly keep stuff under wraps? You, what can, you mean? You what can't. Do you you can't say names. You can't say places. You just can't. like just now. I just said these two eighty mm-hmm. million dollar properties, but I didn't say. I can't say exactly. Where. I'm on a lot of NDs. Mm-hmm. NDAs, yeah. NDAs, yeah. Yeah, Lauren now knows what <laughs> NDAs are. A non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, but like, because yeah, I feel like, the, do people prod? Like, I've I've had this happen multiple times. People are like, they'll try and like get something out of you. Like, where is this at? Who do you know? Why would you go there? They're like, do you do you get any of that? Yeah, all the time. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, but you know, um, like on our Instagram, I'll, I'll post stuff that maybe I shouldn't be posting, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not an agent. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just a contractor, you know. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just documenting what I'm doing, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm nondescript about it. I don't share the address or or what it is, but right. yeah, uh, you could see that it's like a very obvious property on Lake Washington with a. <laughs> t-rex in the window <laughs> yeah you know um I've seen that one <laughs> yeah but, it's very iconic but uh <laughs> I, i'm using that as an example i did not actually shoot the house but you know okay. you know the owner of that house yes i know the owner uh i i, I hope that he has two velociraptors in the entryway <laughs> i would just i just i don't want to know but i just i would just hope but yeah people ask like oh where is this you know oh, who's listening to that or you know oh yeah yeah I, but you have to keep it I got very, very close with almost disclosing things about someone that I worked for um, on the radio because someone that was on the radio at the time, they were hitting me up on Snapchat to go shoot some stuff with the Snowcats and go up and they had uh, this segment. They were just enthralled with something that this guy had created for like a new marketplace. And they were like, like, you know, this person because we were chatting like, yeah, I'm like at his house right now. Like what what's up? Um, and so like, oh, so you worked for him. I was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've, oh, then they started prime, you know? And then yeah. they're like, so like, is it a, is it a cool place? Like, is it nice? I'm like, what's well, on the water? You know, 
and they just would not stop. And this is on air, you know? And so like in one, like one line, I said his name like quick and, um, on the air. Yeah. They can't do that on air. And it was, you can't take it back. Well, the, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, it's never happened. I never did it. Like I just blocked it out of my head. And then thankfully nobody hit me up about it. But, um, after that, there was a lot of lesson learned. Like it was a lesson learned. And nobody noticed. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody said anything. You, you got. I got very lucky. So lucky. You got yeah. Angels. It's a. It's a different world. That's yeah. why because you you live in it. You work in it. That's why I kind of wanted to touch on that. Yeah. Um. But honestly, it. And what I do, it's it's not it's not a big deal. Okay. It's not it's not, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not a big deal. Nice. So there's not there's not too many secrets that yeah that i have to keep under wraps <laughs> that's good i'm curious what is your favorite thing to film like you just not most houses. enjoy yeah i'm i'm curious <laughs> i'm like it can't be just houses all the time <laughs> I, I i feel like i feel like you could answer that question okay Savan. yeah what's my favorite thing to film let's guess what yeah. is your favorite thing to film yeah i'd probably say aviation yeah, I like planes, um, but I like. Oh, but that's not it. No, no, I, I do. Is I, I no, and, and it's. Uh, I just think any any no. time you you can. I know what I know. So I know what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Cinema. Yeah, it telling telling a good you story, want to but, get... but putting together a a good like really high stakes sequence uh, is really fun to film. And if there's planes or helicopters or a shootout or mm-hmm. some sort of car chase or something involved, the invitation. That, yeah. Yeah, kind of bring bring her up to speed on that. She doesn't know the invitation. Yeah, I'm, you haven't heard of this. Mm-mm. Um, I I have the, my my two dearest friends. They're these uh, two women that got engaged. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. They're these they're uh, savage in business. Um, they're just super fun people yeah. to be around. That's awesome. And uh, and clients of mine. Um, and uh, they came to me five years ago, something like that. And wanted, uh, me to make like a wedding invitation video. I'm like, I'm oh. not doing that. <laughs> You're like, what? I'm like, I don't, what do, is this? <laughs> I don't know anything about that, that industry. And I, 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 you know, I, I, I could maybe help you find someone I could ask around, you know, uh, they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, you know, we want it to be like James Bond. <laughs> this is right up your alley. They're, no, the, now they're just dropping keywords <laughs> yeah. to keep me on the phone. <laughs> and then they said, uh, well, okay, you can have full reign, free reign, but we just, you know, we knew you're the helicopter man. So we want a helicopter in there. We want a Ferrari and we want yes. like, uh, you know, James Bond stuff. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And they're like, and we want, we want our dog in there. Like, oh. of course the, dog, the dog's got to be in it oh yeah <laughs> i'm like well we're gonna strap in the dog <laughs> so did your head just like was it just like your it was my head turning? was turning for a long time like what it was turning yeah. for a long time i met with them a few times and just spitballing ideas and it, nothing was really sticking and i i uh, did this shoot i got hired by uh, a friend uh, who wanted to document some stuff in the Midwest. He, we filmed like a mini documentary on on his uh, family's farms. Oh, cool. Uh, that have been like in the family for seven generations. Wow. 
So we get on this private jet and like load up and I'm on, um, we're like, it's a long flight over there and, uh, we're all sitting there. This is actually on the way back when we were done and I'm sitting there with a few other really good filmmakers and the, the, the owner of the jet. And, um, he's awesome. He's like self-made and his his brain is obviously, uh, full of ideas. So, um, I, I, just started, I just told him, I'm, Hey guys, I'm having, having, uh, you know, having a hard time with this script. Like these are the, this is the box that I'm in. And uh, for whatever reason, ideas just started, just started flying. Mm. We, we just built off each other's ideas and That's we all amazing. together, uh, wrote the script wow. on the plane on the way back. Wow. And, um, the script didn't change much. So, uh, yeah, the, it's like a little mini short where it's about, you know, the these two women um one of them gets abducted and uh she gets kidnapped and uh it's like part of it's in spanish because one's from one's from mexico Mm. the the one's from brazil so half of it's in half of it's portuguese half of it's spanish wow it's subtitled it's it's clever yeah absolutely and uh um these two these two guys are they kidnap her and they're asking her like uh um Donde as or donde? What what do they say? Donde as the power or something? They, where's the venue? They're saying yeah. that in don't Spanish. Yeah, they're talking yeah. to her in Spanish, like they're interrogating her, trying to ask her where the venue is. Uh-huh. You know, oh, the wedding venue. yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, they have her like tied up. Anyway, she like escapes and like grabs the gun from this one guy and like shoots one of the guys and yeah. then like reach nice. like elbows one guy in the face and then shoots him in the face. Yeah. That is like hardcore. There's like blood. We like did like, VFX that is blood splatter. Holy, yeah. We had we had a we had a full stunt crew and an armor. Wow. Like a legit armor, not not like Alec Baldwin's <laughs> armor, <laughs> armor, like yeah. like a real one, one that actually does it, and yeah. um had like a real blank firing firearms, like all that stuff. Like we did it legit, and uh, uh I um took that uh, that one girl isabel i took her trained with her in the boxing gym like trained did one-on-one stuff with her to get her to get her get her fight like to make make it look good like when she threw an elbow like it has to look legit you can't you just have to be p- like yeah no 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 you have to <laughs> you put know, like, you gotta put a no, lot of you leverage gotta, into like, it yeah you know? <laughs> oh yeah and then like we we put a lot of rounds down range like with a real gun uh, in just various nice. settings just so that she really was comfortable with it mm-hmm. can't come um, mm-hmm come the the film day yeah and um that little side note on that uh, that scene before we we like tied her up and like i i i lit the scene with just one light yeah i remember that underneath and we fogged it up in there a little bit and uh we put this this the hood over her head and then i had everybody leave everybody left we had the light the audio everything was set and everybody left uh and then we just let her sit there tied up for a little while oh Wait, without her knowing that? Yeah, that's like what 10 minutes. Th- oh my God, around. that's so <laughs> She's probably like, what is happening? Are you serious? Yeah, and then we all busted in there. The audio guys knew right where to go. The armorers wow. knew where to stand. The, everybody knew, knew where to stand. Um, the cam- camera was, cameras were on. Everything was on. Uh, so we walked in there and uh, smashed that record button and Dang. just started capturing you know, what unfolded. 
they like ripped the hood off they started yelling at her interrogating her oh like God. slamming was, the gun on the table oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i we just rolled we just rolled for like 10 minutes just i just kept filming and nice and that scene was one of my favorite ones um that but yeah anyway so, so yeah she escapes and then goes <laughs> yeah. outside and steals this helicopter yeah and then, um uh meanwhile uh the other girl they like they're they start texting and they agree to meet at this checkpoint um but the girl's uber is delayed so she, <laughs> so she's like in front of this valet area and like this ferrari pulls up so she jumps in it and steals and just that takes it yeah and then they, grand yeah, theft auto <laughs> then they <laughs> you know she picks her up from the helicopter and then they go to the venue and then like you know um, then they walk in the venue you see the two wedding dresses there and then um, they slam the doors and the goes cuts to black and it says don't be late save the date yes and that that video um i they gave me a little budget i ended up spending money on it just i just really just i just wanted to yeah and um i wanted it i you know i wanted it wanted it to do it right in that mm -hmm. job um there was this other brazilian executive at microsoft and she saw that and that uh that video is what got got reese films a vendorship status at microsoft and that changed wow. my life wow oh my God. No. see look at what happens when yeah. things align like that's that. that's incredible yeah that is so cool yeah so now we do and it just it launched this a really fun series of projects with microsoft um and like the first one was this 12 episode netflix style action adventure well some action um <laughs> Training, as much as you'd like training video yeah. Yeah. for microsoft <laughs> yeah and uh it was a story about like a new salesperson who um uh, was new to the job and needed to learn some things and finds this genie and um <laughs> the genie doesn't grant him a wish till the end and then he he wishes for he wishes to go heli skiing and so we shot that in the mountains <laughs> yeah. like i will never forget jay hit me up about that yeah the the excitement and being so ecstatic to go shoot because I was flying with Jay at this point. Um, Jay's a helicopter pilot. Yeah. World-class helicopter yeah. pilot. Mm -hmm. For those that don't know, he'll be on Jay. sometime when he's not flying in Alaska. <laughs> um, But he hit me up. He's like, yo, dude, I need your GoPro. I'm like, yeah, which one? He's like, give me the newest one. Ryan has given me a budget and I can't believe I get to blow this budget on a heli ski day i'm like all right sweet what are you doing he's like i get to live out my dream of being a pro skier on film for what did you guys do two days yeah well we um i, I jay's a really really good pilot like yeah I, I grew up around pilots i know i know a good pilot when i when i when i'm around one just like being around them and uh jay is uh he's really good at managing a lot of different things and being his, I don't know if it's, if it's uh, like a broad attention, like ADD, I, I don't know. I don't, he doesn't have ADD, but he, he can just focus on a lot of stuff and ingest a lot of information at mm -hmm. once and be completely calm. Mm -hmm. Like just, it, you know, if there could, it could be chaos. Grounded. He's very grounded. He's very grounded. Yeah. You know, Jay? No, oh, but yeah, he's, <laughs> that's what I'm just picking he's up grounded. on what you're he's very grounded. Yeah. <laughs> he's a grounded pilot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, He's just aware of what the lens is doing, what the camera's doing, and what the mm -hmm. subject's doing. And um, but I, I, we weren't able to fly. I wasn't able to use him because uh, he wasn't rated in the in this particular in the A star at the time. Yeah, he is now. Um, but it was kind of a bummer. Uh, but he's also one of the best skiers that I know. I'm like, hey, I can't 
I can't use you as a pilot, but I can use you to coordinate everything and be the stunt skier. Yeah. Uh, so, um, cause the actor we, we, that was, um, that he was stunt doubling is, isn't a very good skier. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jay is, Jay's a really good skier. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. Skiing. I've gone, I've gone skiing with Jay. He's good. And, yeah. He's, he's we, good. We and need he's to fast. Do a ski trip. Yeah. <laughs> what about ski trip? We need to make one. I know. Make it happen. Yeah. Let's do it. I got my Jeep. I want to heli ski. What? Yeah. Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming. Yeah. There's a, I, I like Wyoming. I've never been there, but I like Wyoming. I've never yeah. been there either. A heli pilot that we, I think, started following each other or something on Instagram. Uh, he, he hit me up. He's like, yo, dude, I'm going to be flying B3s out in Wyoming. Like, come down. Like, Let's go. Sweet. <laughs> do, you, do you know what a B3 is? No. B, a B3 I'm just now getting like, into all of this stuff. The B3 FYI. is like, uh, it's this, it's a, it's an A star, which is like, it, if you see an A star, you would recognize that shape. It's mm-hmm. like a very popular helicopter, especially in the movie world. Like mm. they always use them. Okay. Uh, if everything. I saw it, I'd be probably be like, yeah, I recognize it. And the B3 yeah. has like the biggest engine. Okay. And it's very juicy. I like that. I, um, <laughs> when I was filming, uh, when I was filming the air to air stuff in the mountains, I had a B2 and mm. my subject had a B3 and we couldn't keep up with them really? at altitude. They just kept going away and away. I'm like, guys, slow down. Wow. He's like, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know that, you know that shape? Yeah. 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 See, that's what I wanted to go in on our first flight, Savan. <laughs> I know. I, I took her up in, right. the, in the little helicopter. The and itty the, bitty baby one. In the like, 22? Let's go. No. The 44. No. no. No, let's uh, not even say it. <laughs> the Schweisser. The Schweisser. Yeah. What's that? That little Hughes 300. What is that? It's, it's, uh, is it smaller it's a smaller tr- than a 22? No, it's the same. Okay. Um, uh, no, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. No, I just wanted to go fast. Yeah. And upside down. <laughs> I know. Like, I have wanted, I've reached out to a specific pilot who owned um, multiple helicopters in the Hollywood air realm. And, yeah. um, and I was like, hey, I want to buy your 105. And he's like, all right, kid, this BO-105 costs $300,000. I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do that. And he's like, you need to be a millionaire to run this helicopter. It takes maintenance. The maintenance. Yes. There's yeah. so Where much fuel. It's it, two engines. All the things. And I was like, dude, I just want to do flips in the thing. <laughs> and he's like, it's going to cost you like $300,000 a year for this thing to sit on the ground. Damn. And then like we get into the A-stars. Jay and I um, almost got one, but... Uh, with the pandemic shutting down uh, production, we lost all the yeah. all the people who were like, we want to use the helicopter. And right. so everything's gonna pick back up. Yeah, it'll all happen. When yeah, it's supposed to. So yeah. there's there's another helicopter that I'm basically waiting for money to um go get this guy's helicopter. He's already he's like, yo, dude, we can set anything up. Whatever you want to do, we can make it happen with this helicopter. Is it an A star or what is it? It's the predecessor. It's the Alouette. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So same, same, a little different. Yeah. And older, but that thing is fast. Like you can crank it around, mm-hmm. but yeah, flying her in the helicopter, like I would fly, I would hover, I would like bank it super hard and that's all she wanted. Yeah. Let's go She's like, more. this, this straight and level <laughs> stuff is boring. I'm like, trust me. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was a good flight. We got the sunset, Seattle. Yeah. My brother was playing flag football down like under us at a stadium and we were just like literally right Cruising. over them. Yeah. And, yeah. Had no idea they were there. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Have you have you flown through the city at dusk, like just after the sun sets? Uh, I mean the sun was definitely going down as we were coming back. Have you flown through the city at night? No. Oh, you gotta do it. No, you gotta do night. it 
<gasps> you got to be in oh, the air. That's really cool too. At, at nautical twilight. Yeah. Do you know what that is? No. What is it? So there's um. Well, do you know what sunset is? Pe- yeah. pe- people say, oh, sunset, but I'm like, no, that's golden hour. Sun doesn't set for another two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> so or I'm like, like actually setting, like you can see it going down behind the mountains. Yeah. So with sunset that is, is, is like a minute. Because then after that, it even if you don't see the sun, it's still, there's a sunset. No. Okay. Sunset <laughs> is when the sun is the moment the sun touches the horizon okay. and falls down below so the yeah, horizon. Going it, but once that sun mountains. is below the horizon, it's no longer sunset. It's now twilight. Mm. And so twi- we were dr- we were going back, climb back yeah. before the sunset. After. after or after, after. so during yeah. twilight, I get thirty we going, minutes. Okay, after. we were like in Snohomish at twilight hour. Okay. Yeah, not in the city. Yeah, like I had I had literally had five minutes to spare on my time clock, yep. with light thirty minutes, all of that before you were before I was rating before I was breaking into night. Yeah, and I'm not night rated. Right. Yeah, so yeah, you're, you're, can you fly after Civil Twilight? No. Okay. What's Civil Twilight? So there's there's three phases of Twilight. And so the, the moment the sun falls below the horizon, that's Civil Twilight. And that's zero to like, I don't know, six degrees below the horizon. Mm-hmm. That's Civil Twilight. Then it falls into Nautical Twilight, which is that middle phase. And then the third and final phase is Astronomical Twilight. And that's a really cool phase, especially in Seattle, because um, all the city lights are bright. Mm-hmm. They're, they're on. I was just literally visualizing that as you were. And there's still that purple glow yeah. in the in the sky. But mm-hmm. if you look towards the Olympics, there's this like red and orange mm-hmm. glow behind them. And the Olympics are really contrasty. Mm-hmm. So earlier in twilight, like 30 minutes earlier, more towards civil twilight, the uh, it, everything's kind of washed out. But right. you wait and wait and it wait. It just gets more. It gets better, more and more rich. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, from the the city of Seattle's perspective, I have found that the best time to uh, to be in the air over Seattle is in September, because because of where the sun sets behind. Mm-hmm. Because in the summertime, the sun sets right. to the north of the Olympics, way way over there. So you get that that red and orange glow mm-hmm. to the north of the Olympics. And in the wintertime, it's to the south of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So you get that ball of orange um, in the uh, in wintertime. And, and in the summertime, I've noticed that that ball is like really tall. Mm-hmm. But in the... Uh, it can be pink. Like it just expands, yeah. you know, over but you almost. It, it, it does. Yeah. yeah, it really does. But in September, that sun is setting right behind the Olympics. So you get that orange ball mm-hmm. over the Olympics. And the, that, the, the light isn't the orange isn't as tall it's it's shorter right so you see more of a gradient concentrated there too yeah Yeah, it's like very pronounced yeah Yeah, and it's really cool and it's it's just great it's great to film especially with the city lights you know in the foreground to look at it (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah this september unfortunately was smoky the entire time i know it was bummer we i think we barely we barely squeaked that flight in like things, things happen that was like well, we pushed out at the time, but in that it actually made it better because then we were coming, we were coming out and, um, we, sh- so I just wanted to go back real quick to answer your question specifically when you said civil twilight. So that is the 30 minutes that I have. Once the sun sets behind the horizon, I have 30 minutes from that point to get home the land wherever 
after that is when it falls to night. Once the sun is 18 degrees below the horizon, that's technically night. If we're going to get specific and technical. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Ryan knows. <laughs> I no. like the specifics and technicality. There's actually a really cool graph. <laughs> oh, he's going to pull it out right now. It looks if, like. If you, I don't mean to pull my phone out here, but if you, no, you're you're good. if you Google yeah. phases of twilight, phases of twilight, uh, and just go to like Google images, it's the first thing that pops up. And it's this here. And it'll show you like yeah. the difference. So this okay. shows you. There you go. What that is. Yeah, I see. That's and and that's what I was seeing in my brain when you were explaining it. Yeah, did I get that right? It's, oh no, I flipped it. Yeah, oh no, no, I, I got it right. Civil Twilight, Nautical Twilight, Astronomical Twilight. Yeah. Uh, in, in real estate, I film all my interiors looking out at Nautical Twilight and then I film my exteriors at Astronomical Twilight. Nice. Because uh, any earlier, then there's just too much blue right. reflecting down on like the city, for mm -hmm. example. And in order to make that look not so weird, you have to warm the white balance up. But when you warm the white balance up, then it makes all the windows orange. So you just you just gotta wait. Yeah. But then you get five minutes, and that's you got, it. Yeah. You gotta get it at that perfect time. And that's it. Yeah. You get one shot. You get one shot, and in September you get maybe three or four licks at it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Like it's, I have definitely. No, go ahead. Like I've definitely been doing my um, scouting and um, timelines and checking where lighting is at where stuff is set um because yeah the way for my deck for instance and we're almost in december and the sun literally sets behind the skyline like the columbia tower at the in september in, in yeah. no in december 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 yeah in december you go all the way to june or july is it june i think it's june june is it june end of yeah, june it's june. yeah end of june the sun is like clear over Kenmore. Yeah. Like it is so. It moves it, a lot isn't up here. It's, it's so crazy. interesting. Yeah. yeah like I for the 23 degrees that the earth changes or rotates um, in pitch, like that's how far the sun. Yeah. But it's always in, in literally from your From deck. my deck. It is I can from see this it. side to this side. Exactly. Yeah. On is. Lake Washington. Like what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is like the best view and the best. <laughs> You have like, a pretty good view here. It is beautiful. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I and you can—I mean, there's this app called Sunseeker, and you can. Really? Yeah, yeah. You I, for some reason, oh. honestly, it was pulled up when I when I opened my phone, but it it uh, <laughs> to go to like this sun. 3D view, it it tells oh, wow. you um, like looks like uh, oh. the red line. That's that's on solstice, so I can see the sun is, the sun is. <laughs> Sun should be sun is over down yeah down yeah here, oh, right this now. is so weird yeah, yeah. that's crazy yeah, watch, look at it that is crazy sun yeah. I think it's free <laughs> yeah so you could see where the and you could select a date and it will tell you it's accurate some of the time but it'll tell you where exactly where the sun is going to be at what time at what date wow and it will augment it on with the camera for you that's nuts that augmented reality and the using the accelerometer to figure out what pitch roll and angle all of that is yeah. to just capture something that's that's nuts i think that's far me. more useful and that's a far more use of like investment stuff right now for like meta i think they should be spending more time <laughs> on augmented reality <laughs> and not virtual reality right. you know. i really do like the astrology app have you seen that oh, where you, you where literally the see stars? the stars oh, and the planets so cool. and you just like we should all know what are the planets and stars that are around us 
And what are the meanings behind it? I don't know. Like, but when you live in the city, you can't really see I know. the stars. It, that's why you pull your phone I'm, out and then you can see. You, li- you live like, I feel like there's not as many. You're still in the city, but there's not as many lights around you. Yeah. I live at the top of Lake Washington mm. in, a, in a town called Briar. I've heard of Briar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so nice and quaint. It's quaint. It's yeah. Quaint. It's quiet. Yeah, it's so nice. uh, moving. I used to live downtown. Actually, I used to live in Capitol Hill. Really? I lived uh, right I across never, from the East Precinct. I don't think I could ever. And how'd uh, you like that? Uh, uh, ten years ago when I moved there, I, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Living in Ca- Capitol Hill is this part in Seattle that uh, it's got all the restaurants and well, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's just got the most going on. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. at that point in my life, in my my mid twenties, um, it made sense. It made sense. Yeah. Um, but it deteriorated. Mm-hmm. It deteriorated, it to and it got bad, and then just uh, the people that just trashed it, and yeah. uh, the cr- crime got super bad, and then then there was all those all those riots and stuff there. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, tear gas got into my loft, and that oh was like God. that was it. That so then we we left. Terrible. We we told our apartment place like we're we're gone. Sorry, Bye. dude. Yeah, <laughs> tear so gas. Like, yeah, <laughs> and so then we lived terrible. downtown. Live downtown in a high rise, and that was a little bit quieter. Mm-hmm. All, maybe just because I didn't live across from the East Precinct, and there was always <laughs> like, you know, like the fire department, especially, they would just crank their siren on. And but I, but I, I just got used to sleeping with earplugs in. Wow. Um, but it got worse. Yeah. Uh, but now living in like this really quiet neighborhood, there's like nothing. It's a weird. So I have to have nice. a fan on now. I love it. Oh yeah, you gotta have some <laughs> white noise, some background noise. Yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. I love quiet and peacefulness. Yeah, literally <laughs> yeah. the road, like how your neighborhood bends. Mm-hmm. All I think about every time I go to Ryan's house is just like if I could just drift this entire thing because it's basically a U, you know, yeah, Let's straight shot to a U, and it, they're so wide. I know those really streets wide. are really wide. Perfect. Have you drifted it? No, I would not do that. I don't speed oh, okay, in my neighborhood. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> I don't speed in my neighborhood. I want to. You I, would. I'm like. Drifting my Mazda 66 when I was like 15. But there's kids and stuff there. And yeah, like now no, that I'm like, sure. now that I live there, like when someone speeds by, I'm like, all right. Yeah. You are the <laughs> You're waving. Now, now I'm Karen. <laughs> you are you the are, Karen. Oh, you're the Ken. Uh, yeah, I'm the Ken. Yeah. yeah. Or Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Anyways. Uh, yeah. For real. Yeah. Dude, I can I can see that though. I remember. Yeah. So this street that I live on, it used to be uh, called Kirkland Auto Row. There were no speed bumps. They would start down there and they'd race down to the end over here. The problem is the end of this street is a T. There's a creek on the other side. So every weekend, you know, you're trying to fall asleep one o'clock in the morning. There'd be a street race go by. Mm. And, you know, this is when Fast and Furious came out. So Mm. the kids are just these dumbass like Hondas getting cracked. And so... In the morning, we'd go out for a walk or drive or whatever, and there'd be a Honda in the creek or a Mitsubishi, you name it. But yeah, it was all the time, up and down. And then they put the speed bumps in, and everyone's like, put the speed bumps in, but not in front of my house. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So then we all got big ass trucks, and then yeah, you just, just terrorize. There's always, um, especially here growing up, you know, I had big Cummins. So I wasn't the kid that was really going fast. But I was annoying people, you know, that that douchebag high school truck that yeah, just threw yeah. so much soot. That was me. Did you have a little lever where you could turn the soot up? 
And turn it down. Uh, mine so was fuel mixture or so whatever. What I didn't no. control that. Yeah, there's videos of people because you could turn it up and make your exhaust black. Yeah, like th- I mean, like I blacker have than your on it, jacket. Yeah, damn. And um, and uh, I've seen videos of assholes driving up a hill with like where there's just a like a peloton of like cyclists oh, going no, up, and then you just so messed up. Just Are you serious? Them. I mean, I, I I laugh now, but it's like it's <laughs> no, that's fucked. <laughs> Were you one of those guys? Oh yeah. yeah, you would do that to the cyclists. Yeah, they'd hit the side of my truck like "fuck you, man." I mean, yeah, like, I would. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't your... smoke them. This is the road. It's made for cars. Yeah, I'm like I mean, cars go too, here. But... but no, I had a big truck, wide tires. And like, Shout out to all the cyclists out there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. And so they'd hit my truck. They're like, you know, screw you, dude. Blah, blah blah. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just have a wide truck, man. Like, I'm not hitting you. He gave you space. Okay, I thought you were smoking them out. No, okay. no, I would do this after the fact. I was like, oh, you want to play that? game so because my exhaust was hidden on my first one so it was it was stuck underneath uh, the cab and it would shoot out the side but if you were looking you couldn't see where the the, where the exhaust ended Mm -hmm. so i had a little switch and it would override the torque converter in second gear i'm forcing that so when that happens it takes all the fuel with no air it's not mixing the air that's why it's black it's black yeah so that is that is the unburned like Got the um, diesel it's unburned mm-hmm. that's all the soot is it's and it's a matter it's not like it's gonna go and burn the ozone like it's an actual mass that falls on the ground and that's what turns stuff black so when so these like idiots over them and in their lungs and yeah you know, so i'm like okay you want to play that game so i would nuke them i would just absolutely i've shut down um 522 405 and 520 all with my second cummins I think I did with the first one. But it was that much smoke. I created so I had stacks on my second one. You well, know, that was those two shoots. The one up. that that yeah. came up out of the so douchey. Yeah, the mega douche. Did you have the testicles hanging off the? the no, no, extra douche. That's that's the mega douche. I don't do that, but I, I do. I did have a sticker on the back window that had arrows pointing to the stacks and said Prius repellent. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> So one night going to work because I work at, at night, you're running the snowcats. Um, some dumbass in his Prius was like driving super slow and then like wanted to, you know, tailgate me as I got around. I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm like done beyond done. And it's what? Eight, eight at night. I've just woken up. And this my truck is a manual. So I went and I kind of like slowed down and I noticed there's no way, no one ahead of me. But he's just tailgating you. And he's just tailgating me, got his, his high beams on. I'm like, this is a lifted truck. I can't see. Your lights are shining underneath the truck, like, ahead of me. They're not, I can't see him. So it's just like, all right, dude, you know, I'm, I've had this. So I, like, I'm in third, and I just punch it in fifth. Pause one second while we reset the cameras. Let me go pee. Yeah. Yeah. Little break, little break. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. You got to have potty breaks every now and then, especially when we're drinking wine and telling stories, all that good stuff. Yeah. I see on other podcasts, they'll like, they'll they'll take a potty break and they'll be like, all right, then it'll click. Then we're back. Yeah. And we're back. Yep. (laughs) What I end up doing. So now that we're doing video, it's like I'm splicing stuff together. But um, actually, can you shut that? Because it'll get, (laughs) uh, we'll get random noises. Make sure hey okay <laughs> i'm, I'm big... like does he care <laughs> yeah. no let me see it yeah that's a little guy 
I, that one's um, better than mine. There's this cinematographer that that I work with um, as often as I can, Daniel Williams. Oh, I love working with him. Oh, he's so fun. Dude, his energy is good, and he uh, he always has a vape pen on set. <laughs> and nice. I remember just this, this the Spire. Was it the Spire one? No, that was my brother in the in the elevator. We did the shoot at this at this in this high rise, and my brother uh, was helping us out. And no, Daniel was there. Yeah, Daniel was there. But I, it wasn't Daniel doing the vape. My brother ripped the vape in the in elevator, the, yeah. and they saw him on the cameras, and they oh no, they, we had to figure who it was. Oh, that, that, I was like, yeah, it was know. me. I'm sorry. I'm noting it. But I, I I remember I was shooting. I was sitting on a table like this. And um, You're we're sitting working on the table. No, no, we're sti- we're sitting at a table. I've got my notes, and I, we're I'm working with the actors. They're we're we're shooting in this huge green screen uh, mm. room, a, a sound stage. It's all green, mm-hmm. and uh, we're filming these like visual effects sequences. Yeah, and uh, I it was just stressing me out. Something was going on. I was like, I, I remember just like yeah. I, I don't smoke these, but Daniels was sitting there. I was like, I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. <laughs> That one is strong. <laughs> it's ice. It's icy. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. It is icy. Oh, but oh, <laughs> right? Especially after a couple of drinks and then you do that. Uh, you're yeah, like, that's good. Yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I like cigars though. That's only nicotine that I that I like. Yeah. Yeah. But uh but no, it's nice. Like it just takes the edge off. Mm-hmm. Dude, I just yeah. remember when we were recording at the spire and we're we're going outside on the deck because they're like, um like Daniel's just sitting there ribbing. Is like a jewel, I think it was, or something. Oh, yeah. A jewel, yeah. Yeah, jewel. and he's like, it constantly died. He was always out of like the things. He's like, "Yo, dude, can you?" Because I was uh, PA. Um, uh, you were, you were, you were more than that. You were anything and everything. I, I did a he lot is on that. Yeah. Anything and everything. Yeah. <laughs> to you. And then, so, yeah, and more. Um, but yeah, he's just like, dude. On tomorrow's shoot, can you grab me like a like a <laughs> Hook pack me up, and please. a half? That's what he needed. <laughs> yeah, that's what we needed. needed to keep the DP going. Yeah, and, wow. you know, dude. And I just remember we were doing one of the shots for VFX, and he was, I think the girl had her her arm out for whatever it was, and he was shooting VFX, and he actually like ripped his jewels. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a cool. No, we can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had filmed we had, like in our story we had this like fictitious smartwatch oh yeah that had this hologram on there okay so when we were in the studio we had to shoot those hologram we had to, we had to shoot the person but mm-hmm. like from the exact angle that because like the camera's filming like at 30 degrees to the left looking down at 57 degrees right uh so we had to like write all that stuff down and then replicate those angles on on the on the stage on the wow. green screen yeah but it was just there was just a lot of stuff going on i just i remembered i it hit his face. It just looked nice. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps you going. Yeah, I haven't I haven't hit one since. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah, go. there's a time and a place. Yeah, you know? time and a place. Time and a place. Yeah. I know. My brother's wedding was just last weekend. And so he got all of the groomsmen um uh um humidors. Mm-hmm. Um, for cigars. Yeah, for cigars. And so it all has Thompson on it with like elk. Whatever. I had a humidor full of Cubans. Oh by oh. I smoked a lot of those cigars. They're all Cuban. Uh-huh. And um I was I'm like down to like four cigars. And I, I I'm I'm new to the humidifier and I mm. had my humidity set to seventy two percent. 
And I, I think that was really high because uh, about a couple weeks ago, I went to look at my humidor because sometimes I just like to open it and smell it because it smells mm. so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I there was mold on my <gasps> cigars. Right. No. Those are That's, expensive cigars. Yeah. I had to throw them out. Oh, I threw everything out. Dang, Such a dude. Bummer. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. That's yeah. that's rough. So, yeah. hey, live yeah. and learn. Yeah. So don't put your humidor to seventy two percent. That's too high. <laughs> In Washington, yeah. <laughs> or no, maybe it was higher. Maybe it was. Yes, I think it was seventy two percent. It's too high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no clue. My brother knows all about like the cigar stuff and whatnot. I'm sure you do as well. But well I, they I know dry out. Nothing. Yeah. They dry out, and then they they just don't burn right, and they crack like the uh um. Because it's a bunch of tobacco leaves wrapped mm-hmm. together. Just mm-hmm. they're all like if you take if you cut it in half, you, it's just like a bunch of leaves like this. Mm. But the Cubans have a really good way. They they pioneered a way of wrapping it in a mm-hmm. in a really nice way with good quality uh, tobacco leaves. And um, uh, I mean it's a it's like a carbon based organism that's like yeah there it's like it's gonna, yeah it's gonna rot mm-hmm. you know if, if it's if there's too much moisture in there yep but if it's too dry then they crack and then mm-hmm. it doesn't burn right yeah or it burns too fast or it's inconsistent you mm, know that makes sense yeah yeah maybe one day i'll learn how that all works but yeah. for now it's just gotta keep keep stuff rolling keep stuff moving mm-hmm. well dude i want to kind of get on like the last bit of this whole conversation what is I know what you want to move into, but before we we get to that as like the last point, what is your your favorite project that you have worked on in film? Because I know you've done a lot and a lot of different things. Like we did, from what I know, there was you know the mountain shoot with Tim Durkin. There was the um, space needle. Shoot, there's a lot of helicopter stuff with Jay. You know, Jay's your your main pilot um, flying around. There's also um, all these, you know, the invitation was something great. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what is kind of your favorite thing, that favorite project that you have worked on to date and why? Um, that's a tough question to answer because I, I do have a lot of fun doing what I'm doing. And, um, there's a lot of different ways that I could answer that question. Cause there's been a lot of shoots that have been really simple that I've just really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just cause it was the people that we were around or, or whatever. And, and I, and again, I, to the, back to the Aerostar, I love it when, when we have the opportunity to, to get there on our own with, you know, I hate flying on like, you know, the airlines with yeah. all my stuff there it just stresses me out you oh, know yeah. so anytime I, I we can take that away I, I it it makes it a lot easier for me it just I can just focus on and not worry about stuff and it just makes it just makes the whole process more enjoyable totally uh, so there, there's definitely more uh, projects that I've enjoyed more than others um you know with the Tim Durkin thing I I I met Tim a few years ago with Jay uh, he 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 knew a client that I was doing a shoot for and Tim, Tim tagged on a helicopter and that's how I met him. Oh, sweet. And, um, I just learned about his story, you know, and, uh, uh, while that, that project didn't, and maybe it's just me, I'm just always searching like every project I've done. I, I always look back. I'm like, Oh no, I could have done this. I could have done that. And Tim's was one where I'm like, ah, oh, really, you know, I wish I could have done this and done, done that. And, mm-hmm. 
Um, so, I mean, e- each project is always like, for me, it's always like, you know, what, what could have been, or, you know, I, I could have, could have done more. Um, but I, I God, probably would have to say the invitation might be up there. Mm-hmm. That mm. mountain helicopter shoot we did for Microsoft. That was, um, that one, dude, those shots just came out so good. What that, I think that sequence there came together really well. That might've been my favorite. Uh, just because I had the right tools, I had the right equipment, the right, the right people. Um, we all, everything worked out perfectly when we shot that it was really cloudy. Like it, it was scheduled to be cloudy the whole time. We had like, we had budgeted like, okay, the project deadline is this day. So we have to shoot on this day because we have to get the footage back mm-hmm. to post-production because we have to finish the project. Yeah. So we were getting the helicopter that morning and, and we, I had scouted it out. I like scouted like four or five different mountaintops to put the skiers on to film and like pick two. Which one did you choose? And I feel like I've seen this one. I think you posted it on your story and I clicked on it and I was like, I want to see what this is about. Yeah, there's this. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know, uh, before you get to Winthrop off of, what's it? Mountain Loop Highway? No, no, no. Mm. Uh, North Cascades Highway. There's this area called Liberty Bell. And it's this, I'm sure you've driven by it, but like the the road just does like, it looks like a horseshoe. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. It's like on Instagram everywhere. Uh, there's this bridge that's right above that. That's where we ended up filming. That's where we ended up shooting the scene. Oh, wow. It's right above that. That's awesome. You were out there. Yeah. Yeah. How long was that flight time? Oh, in the helicopter. To get to. Yeah. It took a, we left from Arlington and it was like an hour and a half, ninety minutes to get out there. Is this the same shoot I'm thinking of with yeah. the North, North Cascade heli? Yeah. Uh, we flew with. Um, uh, an outfitter out, out of Arlington. I'm blanking on the name. Oh, you were with uh, Wind. Whirlwind. Whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah, we use Whirlwind. Yeah. But that's that was the camera ship. Yeah. Were you... Did you come what up? What the hell is this? By the way, There's, this is our second second episode yeah. recording video. Yeah. You, you gotta know, do video. No, we we cool. have with to. Video. We have to. I know. Yeah. Because I, I... Like, when I watch podcasts, I mean, oftentimes it's, not, it's just on YouTube. And then yeah. Uh, yeah. sometimes I'll watch it, but sometimes I'll click it away. Mm-hmm. You know, but having that video there that is is just nice to see the faces, you know. Yeah. So um but no, it's the same one that we're thinking of. But did you come with us on that? No, I wasn't I wasn't there. Okay, but you're aware you're aware of it. Yeah. Um, I know I know the people. Yeah. I know the outfits. Because I know I was Jay and I were gonna try and buy um or use their shot over. And then Jay got in contact with the owner of that company and became Van, like a Van mentor. Kels, Van, Van Kelsey. Yeah, Van Kel, yeah. yeah. So there's there's a lot of people that we know and have talked to, and Jay has done more of that side of things. Mm-hmm. And then my buddy has a the Alouette up there in Arlington as well. His neighbors with those guys, so that's a helicopter that I'm trying to buy. And then there's some Paul Allen hangar space apparently that all got opened up. So that's that's why I was curious where you were at because the the shots that I saw of where the helicopters were at and where you guys were shooting looked different, obviously, in the mountains than from Arlington. Yeah, so that's why I was deep. curious. No, this was out of Mazama. Okay. Yeah, we stopped. We we our base was uh, in Mazama right before where they closed uh, the road that goes through the mountains. You know, okay. they, they close uh, that highway every year when the snow hits because mm-hmm. there's just too much snow, too many avalanches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's right before they close that at this little little motel called the Freestone Inn. It's not okay. A motel. It's it, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but they land the helicopters there on the grass. Wow. Yeah. 
And so we had we had, cool. we had both of ours there. <laughs> nice. And um, it was cold. And we ran the ran the extension cables out and plugged a <laughs> plugged a little block block heater into the helicopter. Keep keep it nice and warm. Keep it toasty. <laughs> But it was cloudy that morning, and and when we flew out there, it was cloudy, and I was like, "Fuck, (laughs) this is not, this is not, this is not ideal." I'm gonna get what I get, but once we got out to that first ridge, everything opened up. Oh my god, yes! And the sun came out, Mm -hmm. and it just worked out. It just was just meant to be, and um, we filmed for I don't know, maybe an hour. Mm -hmm. We just used a full tank of gas. And we were just, they were doing runs. Cause then I had, I had to, I had to, uh, wait for Jay. Yeah. Luckily he's a fast skier and, <laughs> and, um, Sean. and Sean, uh, they were, they were fast. I had to wait for them to get down to the bottom helicopter, I had to pick them up, put them back on another mountain so I could get, uh, you know, cause right. a lot of it's timing yep. and, uh, get, getting the right moments and getting enough of it. So you have mm-hmm. options in the edit. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, it just, it worked out great. And then, on that last shot when Jay and um, that when the two skiers fell underneath the camera, it was like perfect. Wow. And then I hit stop. I'm like, okay, we're done. Um, Cause it's also like Microsoft gave me a budget yeah. and then like yeah. every hour, like I have, you know, it's just like, uh, it was just getting expensive. Yep. So um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we're like, okay, we're done. And then two minutes later, I just realized, cause I've been staring at a monitor. I had been staring at a monitor like this. And the helicopter's doing this and this and um, yeah, within within ten seconds after hitting stop, I threw up in my beanie. Oh my oh. god! No yeah. way! Yeah. I was just gonna ask, do you get like? Yeah, you know? I don't know. With this, maybe maybe it was just the pilot we were using. He he's not as smooth as Jay. Mm. Um, so I uh, um, I got yeah threw up, and then the clouds came in. So it was only sunny during the shoot. So that's I, incredible. That was probably one of my favorite sequences, I think, to film. But yeah, invitations up there. That one's up there. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of adventures and stuff that that we've gone on with the cameras that have been a lot of fun. So there's there's just I'm not really sure which one's my favorite. Well, I've just had a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, you, you are like king of fun when it comes to not only having the eye for for film and like capturing stuff seeing how it works but then also like going out and doing you know the next level thing so that's what the last thing i want to kind of wrap this up on is where where do you want to move into what space of film do you want to move into the next phase is um to continue to build on what we're doing and just to keep finding ways to take it to the next level, especially in 2023, we're really going to try and really push the envelope with everything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, but at, at some point I, 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 um, at some point soon, I'm going to have to stop doing working at this velocity on a ton of projects and focus in on just a couple a year. And those would probably be movies or other kinds of stories. Yeah. That's the next phase. And that as a filmmaker, that's always that's always the end goal is is to get into um get into get into feature films or or shows or whatever it is or docs or whatever it is that 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 you want to do. For me it's features. Yeah. It's big, big, big high dollar, multi hundred million dollar uh movies. And um uh, it it takes time, I, I think, and, and I'm doing it my way. Um, yeah, it's it's just gonna take time, uh, and and um, probably do a, a short film this year. Um, so 
I think that's that's the next step. And just keep making steps towards that. And do it in I mean, I still have um, you know, uh you know, in the coming years I'll but have a family and stuff like that. So there's there's still things I have to make sure that I, I'm taking care of personally, but um yeah. it it's it's tough to find a balance for sure. But yeah, the the, the end goal is to is to um do features. Feature film. Yeah. So yeah, in that realm, because like you, you are as a person, actor, like action adventure. Um, because I, I, as a moviegoer, I, when I go to the cinema and I feel like as when, as a lot of people go, they, they want to get, they want to go on an adventure. They want to get taken out of their, out of their ordinary world and, and, put into some extraordinary world mm -hmm. that's what people want that's what people want yeah um and i'm not setting out to win oscars or anything i just want to put butts in seats yeah <laughs> you know um i just want i want to entertain people and, and take people on a ride and take people on an adventure and, yeah. and take people into the world that that i see is is fun you know that i that that is exciting to me um i don't know how else to do it but yeah <laughs> so a lot of that includes you know uh, the movies that I always love are, are the globetrotting ones where you're going mm. all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, what one thing that I always liked about the James Bond movies is that they were always going somewhere. They're always, every 10 minutes they're on a new part of the planet. You yeah. Know? I just always thought that was so cool. Yeah. Cause I, I never, I never left the continent until, until I was in my like late twenties. Wow. Mm. So, um, I just travel and, adventure and stuff it always it always fascinated me and i think it fascinates a lot of people so definitely but i i stick with as as a as a filmmaker you got to stick with with what's true to you and that's what's true to me yeah for sure yeah the dude like i can't wait to work on the stuff that we've been chatting about and really bring that to light bring bring the audience especially what we just went through with all like the shutdowns and people just want to get out and doing stuff in a way that hasn't been shown before or done done before but my favorite thing is the for real like what you brought up with james bond that was the key thing is up until i think it was the pierce brosnan films everything was for real there was no cgi and that was like my my attention like what that's what drew me in and so that's what when we started chatting and working together, I was like, okay, this kid's going to do it for real. Like VFX will, you know, have to take up, take place in some fashion. Yeah. Lightly where needed, but VFX isn't, isn't my forte. So, no. um, I, I, I know how to, I would just shoot in camera. Like, you know, yeah. just blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to put a, you know, fake fire over it. Like no. blow the thing up. Yeah. Blow it up. Like don't, don't, <laughs> when we shot the invitation, people were like, why don't you just use like, you know, just not blank, not real, like real blank guns. Like use like a prop gun and just use VFX to like track the slide and move the slide back and put a little fireball in front. And I'm like, first off, I don't want to do that. I, and that's not real. And no. you can tell. Yeah. You, even if it's just very subtle, like you mm -hmm. can tell. So, and it just, it's probably in that case, I felt like it was cheaper just to, mm -hmm just to get the real crew out there and to do it right, then it would be like hire some like whiz VFX team to make that look good. Mm -hmm. So we shot in camera. Yeah. Well, I feel like also whether you see it visually or not, the energy and frequency of it 
you know, in the way the that the talent responds not. to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that is what people feel, whether you see it or you don't. Yeah. And like, that's, what's going to go deeper. So, yeah. 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 So, uh, but uh, I'm looking for the right script. Uh, and, um, when I find that, then I will drop what I'm doing and focus on that. There was a, there was a story that I had found, um, and I recently discovered that the rights had been returned back to the writer. Uh, so I, I talked to the writer and I, I found out that they had just redone, they gave the rights away to C CAA. Uh -huh. So it, the book is called um, A Higher Call. They're already making it a movie. But yeah, it's, it's a movie I found. I was trying to turn it into a movie. I met with the producer. Um, we felt like we, we could get the funds for it, but when the writer got when the writer's agent got back to me they're like yeah sorry the rights are gone um but they'll reach it back out to me if if uh uh if it doesn't work out totally but it's a it's um it's a good story it's a tough story to tell it's not a story that i think people have been ready for for a long time mm. but um but uh but that that was that was that was one that resonated with me and i i tried uh, it's just was wasn't meant to be. So looking for the next one, dude. But I, you know, I, I've never made a feature film before, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be um it's gonna be a journey for sure. But I I once we have the story, I I, I have all the all the skills and all the experience to make something to to put it together. Yeah, I mean, like putting together a let's say like a two hundred and fifty million dollar budget mm -hmm. for a movie in today's world is tight it can be i you know i mean i could make make something great for much much more depending but i i think i could work with a lot less than that depending on the story well like what what i found out in my research with something that i'm putting together is like for whatever you spend on the film to make it you have to double that for the marketing so if you spend a hundred thousand, a hundred million dollars to make a movie, just the production of it, everybody you pay, all that stuff, you need a hun another hundred million dollars to get people around, do the print, do the advertising, do all this stuff, and it's like, for what? You just go make some. You could pay like a Kardashian, like hey, five hundred thousand dollars post about this. You got more eyes looking at that post than all the advertisement money that you've spent shuttling people around to see this yeah. thing and putting up billboards and uh you know running ads on social all that stuff it, it adds up and it's a leaky bucket too oh yeah it's a leaky bucket the thing that that gets me the most is how these guys figure out how to make a movie seem like it lost money yeah i i um i have friends in in the industry and they have friends that run all the finance and they they do a lot of trickery to to make it look like it's like it's losing money and they also do a lot of trickery to find ways to minimize the all the royalties that they have to pay out because you you make a movie but then on while you're trying to recoup all the investment for the 250 million dollars that you spent on in production and the 100 million dollars you spent in marketing uh for every dollar, some of that money has to go to the, you know, to the, to the stunt team, to the mm -hmm. stunt coordinator, to the, to the actors, to the, 
to the supporting crew, everybody that's in the union, they all get a tr- they all get a piece of that residual. And yeah, it just it just takes forever to recoup that to you know get back to square one for as far as the production company is concerned with their investment in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a world that I don't live in. I just want to create and make it work and have someone else figure it out. Yeah, me too. That's I don't what, want to deal with that. I feel that. I feel that too. <laughs> I just want to tell good stories. You know? Yeah. That's the fun. The fun thing is like having worked with you on a lot of projects has been um, eye opening, very special um, and just honestly a lot of fun. Like I've learned a lot working with you, you know, even the Suncadia shoot. I learned in being a stunt boat driver that it's not just driving a boat. Like I'm actually placing the camera and making sure that thing doesn't snap off the arm and fall into the water. Yeah, we had the camera on a on a. uh on a, like a hydraulic arm and the camera was suspended on a gimbal and there was just a lot of breaking points. Yeah. You know, it, it you know, it did the job, but it wasn't, it wasn't the most ideal setup. But yeah. You it, it, you got to be careful with it. You know, yeah. You, you, you know, if you're following a wake, a wakeboard boat, you can't hit that huge wake. Yeah. At, at speed. Cause you're going to break something. Yeah. Yeah. I tried so hard to roll the boat through the roller so that it was a side to side pitch yeah. rather than like slamming through it. You're you really can. good at that. And yeah. even yeah. even that, it was like you do full we're, flex. We're, oh, we're no. pushing the limits of this yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Our setup's legit though. It's not like one of those DJI Ronin <laughs> videos where you see the cargo over bump and then the gimbal snaps. Oh yeah, yeah. There's all, we have like this extra uh, loop. There's like this metal loop so that. There is a breaking point on there. Mm-hmm. I have never come anywhere close to breaking that. But if it did, there's a loop that is wrapped around the gimbal that if that joint broke, the camera would just wouldn't fall to the ground or in the water. It would it would hang on that on that nice. metal loop. Okay. And that that metal loop is designed it's it can hold much more than the weight of the camera. That's good. That's sweet. We, See, were, we were prepared. You think of all the angles, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to work more with you. Yeah, me too. It's, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. And it's it sounds like you definitely have created the path that you want to put yourself the tra- that trajectory. And um, everybody that watches your stuff. I mean, I get people hit me up because we've now created that um, relationship, not only like as friends, but then working. People hit me up all the time. Like, you know, this Ryan guy. I'm like, yeah. Well, even mm-hmm. last night, we went out to Snohomish Golf Course like to meet up with a group of friends. And then, of course, a different group was there and happened to notice Savan was there. And like we all started talking and hanging out. And, you know, we're letting them know, like, we're super excited. We're going to do a podcast with Ryan Reese. And then they were just like, what? No way. Oh, my God. I got to listen to this. This is going to be so good. You know, and it's just it's 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 silly. But yeah. no, but it's so good and it's exciting. And um, I'm new to all of this and it's yeah. just fun to see and hear. And everyone has a lot of like love for a lot of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It worked, well, I, I try, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's nice to hear that. Yeah. You know, that, just know that someone's paying attention and that we're we're making stuff that that people like to see, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, I've spent a long time building the infrastructure and getting everything ready so that when we do get those big jobs, whether it's a movie or you know a, a big story for a big tech company or or, or whatever, we're, we can handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so we're just just keep trying to build and keep trying to learn 
you know, every time we go out and, and do a complete shoot, we learn a lot. And, um, there's always new techniques and always new stories and new, new, uh, uh, angles we can take on, on things. There's just always a new way of doing things. Yeah. Um, and not that I, I have to reinvent the wheel every time, but, but there's just, there's always a better way. And we're always search, oh, totally. searching for that. It's better equipment or a new style or, or whatever. So we, we, we try to keep our, our eyes and ears peeled for that and make sure we're not getting set in our ways. And, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, just, we're just, just keep building, keep, keep grinding, you know, I don't know. I don't know how else to do it. It's the only way you know how to do it. Yeah. The best and brightest keep pushing forward. And the hardest. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it's it's just because I've learned stuff about you tonight just in this conversation. I never knew it. you were a punk, long-haired skateboard <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. I was listening real quick. I was listening to um, Joe Rogan yes, a couple days ago when I was at work with Steve-O. And that's how they got big is because of skateboarding and film. Those two things made so many production companies. Yeah. And that's really cool to hear, like, not only from that, but then where you started. Yeah, you know? I was more like my inspiration at that time of my adolescence came before Steve-O. It was CKY. Mm-hmm. That okay. that was that, that I, for some reason, took influence from that, from Bam Margera and Ryan Dunn and uh, some of those other other guys in, in CKY. And then that that became... That became Jackass. That became yeah. Steve O and Johnny Knoxville and those guys. And and um uh I I had all four of my wisdom teeth pulled like about a week and a half ago. But right. I, I, uh, yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And I, I was gonna watch uh uh I was gonna watch uh the new Jackass. Oh, four point five. I, I was like, I can't because I'm gonna let's gonna rip my stitches out. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta watch that. <laughs> oh dude, yeah. There's there's yeah. Oh, I was thinking about that. I remember getting my wisdom teeth out. No, no. Dude, I was like 18 when I got mine out. Oh, no, I, sh- I should have gotten mine done when <laughs> Wait, I was why did you even get yours out if you were like literally... 35? Why would you? <laughs> because I should have already... had it pulled no, no, out when no, I was actually, 20. No, if they grown in and they didn't move your teeth and no, you No, they good, moved my teeth. They've destroyed well, they were already, my teeth. they were already in, so now what are you going to do Well, do one of them was impacted. Oh, so and you're I had braces issues? for four years. Oh, five I, five years growing up. Me too. Oh. Five? Yeah. I thought four mine was, was four. terrible. Yeah, mine yeah. was four. Yeah, it ruined, four. it ruined my teeth. Oh, I'm sorry. So, um, so yeah, I got them pulled, and then I went to the orthodontist about uh, a few days ago, mm-hmm. and um, I had, like brought my camera up in there because I didn't want to leave it in my truck for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew it was going to be in there for a while. They were doing all the scans and stuff and building everything, and um, the... I had like walked into the room to get my scans done. And in that time, the, the orthodontist had gone into the office and he saw my camera there. It was like, it's, it's, a, it's on a gimbal. It's like, I brought up the whole, I mean, just had it all, I had it all set up from a shoot that I was at earlier yeah. and um, put it in there. And then uh, he's like, Hey, so what, you know, what's, what's that gimbal? Mm-hmm. Like, and we start talking about, he's like, ask me, you know what I do. He's like, you know, um, what if you made us a video? I was like, he could use you. <laughs> and I fix your teeth for free. Stop. Yeah. Dude, yeah. orthodontic, like teeth are expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have, I don't have dental insurance or anything. So I, that was, oh, all, it was wow. all going to be out of pocket. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Let's go. So that's going to be that's the move exciting. more and more. Awesome. I feel like trade economy, man. Yeah. Trade economy yeah. is a huge thing coming yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely happens. Yeah. 
But dude, that's fine. If anyone's gonna do it, it's you, Ryan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll make it. I'll, you know, I'll do a cool video for an orthodontist. Oh fix, yeah, fix and you have a great smile. You have a great. It's smile. my lower teeth that are messed up because this. Mm. I had one isn't tooth, one wisdom tooth that was impacted. Yeah, and it was okay. just it was just it crowding just my lower teeth. And you didn't have a bottom mm. bar. I I opted not to get it. Oh, but even I then, wonder what would have happened if you had it. Well, this tooth would still be impacted. It yeah. just probably would have been more painful. Mm-hmm. You would have felt it, yeah, because the other ones it. wouldn't have, yeah. Yeah, but I had to get a pull because it, it, you know. So you got them all pulled, all or four, just that one? All four. Mm-hmm. But the other ones didn't impact anything, right? They're useless, you know. <laughs> I know, but okay. So the teeth are We're rooted anyway. to all kinds of systems in the body, but I'm not gonna go there. Anyways, <laughs> I, I'm st- I'm a little numb right here. Oh yeah, still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a nerve that was close. He's he's like, oh it's, no, is he he's, probably cut the nerve or no, what? No, no, he like, was he was like he's like sorry. it's close, but he's like in, in in my world it's miles away. But I'm just <laughs> let you know that it's close. Oh my he's, god. He's like so. And you're like, no, I I think he was closer then. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, the <clears throat> surgery went went good, and and I was on my on my butt for a few days. Yeah, for pain, sure. Pain pills and Netflix. You know, yeah. Yeah. Smoothies. Smoothies. No all work. Day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> No, actually, no. I had the next day. I had two shoots Jesus. because this it was smoky for a while, and then it rained for a long time. Then the sun came out. Yeah, and yeah, everybody's like, "Hey, go. Ryan, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we need these pickup shots." So I was out there next day. That was a mistake, though. I should have needed a little more time. Yeah, yeah. Don't push it too much. Yeah, I have two dry sockets. Mm. Yeah, they don't hurt though. But I feel yeah. like it's a result of put not- some coconut oil in your mouth, swish it around. Yeah. 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 She knows anything and everything health wise that yeah. can help you out. But yeah. Just let me know. The yeah. coconut oil is great for like teeth and whitening. Yeah. 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 I have yet to do it. <laughs> Every time you drink an espresso, just rinse your mouth like, water and a little you, coconut. Yeah. Or brush your teeth at Dude, least. Yeah. Every so time much coffee. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the one thing I'll the last thing I'll leave off on is every morning when when we would show up to set. Ryan's like, where's the coffee? Yeah, I need coffee. <laughs> I'm a fiend for coffee in the morning. Yeah. I just, oh, you got to have your coffee. I don't leave the house without having coffee. No, but like uh, when you're on production and you're on these long production days, you, you got to get there really early. Mm-hmm. And um, I try to get there as late as I can <laughs> without being, you know, disrespectful. Because <laughs> like, I, I need I need my brain. You yeah. Know? I, I can't. And not and no disrespect to other crew members or something, um, but like I have to be able to articulate and like yeah. think through things and like think problem ahead, solve. Too. Yeah. It's you know? not just, um, mm-hmm. it's not just, uh, you know, making sure the <laughs> to shit on the audio guy here, but like, <laughs> I'm not just making sure the audio levels are, are okay and that I'm recording and that all my files are organized. There's just a lot more to it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, audio guys, but, um, uh, but yeah, I, I need my coffee. I need my sleep. Gotta have mm-hmm. it. So important. Yeah. It's huge, man. Yeah. Dude. I appreciate this, Thanks Ryan. We had a this is good. Yeah, it was good. We had a got a little insight. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Reese, your name is gonna literally be everywhere. Thanks. It's gonna. I, be I so know bad. that. I know that a hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, we learn a lot. It's always fun working with you, dude. And then just aside from the work, just hanging out. Yeah. Like we have some good memories, good times, and we'll uh, definitely make some more trips, do some ski trips. I'm down. Definitely do some ski trips. Ski trips this year for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely have to do it. Well, thank you everyone that's joined. Till next time, cheers. Cheers. There you go. <laughs> Woo! So good. I've got to check for you. Oh.
Oh yeah, that's right. We love chess. <laughs> 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 <laughs>